Hello and welcome to another episode of Com42Cast. Today, a special episode, two guests, open source enthusiasts. Today with me, Ranjan Mohan and Sylvia Siolu. You guys came to talk to me about Padayal. Uh, am I still pronouncing that correctly? Yes, you're, you're very close. All right. Yeah, I'll eventually get there. All right. So tell me, what does that mean? Uh, so Palayal means offering in Tamer is the name of our open source organization, which we started uh, on October last year. Uh, with this organization, we want to provide uh, libraries that are not currently available for the Java programming language. Okay. So Java, so what's the main selling point? Is it better than X or filling the gaps for Y or, you know, revolutionizing Uber for Z? What what are you guys trying to achieve with these libraries? So right now it's mostly point two because uh, in Java, considering the fact that it's been there over two decades, we are just creating libraries for gaps that we notice in the language gaps that we need to be filled for our day-to-day work so it's the second thing that you mentioned filling in gaps as of now okay so tell me about the gaps what gaps are you filling currently for anybody listening right now you have probably about 20 seconds of their attention to sell them and going and checking it out so we want to provide libraries that are not available like for example uh, we have a library in our open source organization that grabs around the terminal and what this library does is it will wrap around the terminal, it will execute the command and then uh, display the output from such commands to the user. Mm-hmm. And then we also have another library that will deploy containerized environments and that library is called JADIA and it uses, J- and it uses Docker and Docker Compose to achieve that. And so far we haven't found any such libraries uh, in any uh, page that we uh, investigate or research. Okay, so that sounds like a wrapper or basically a Java-based API to interact with Docker. Am I getting that right? Pretty much, Docker and Docker Compose. Awesome. Okay. What else is in store? <laughs> so those are just two examples that uh, Sylvia highlighted. We have a lot more. As of now, we have released about nine libraries so far, and uh, out of which uh, we also have uh, a library called J File System, which takes care of any kind of file or low-level storage manipulation. And um, that the key selling factor over here is. We are also ensuring that it's compatible across three commonly used platforms, which is Windows, Linux, and uh, the Mac OS. So we have our pipelines in place so that all our changes, be it for deploying containerized environments or be it for wrapping around shells like PowerShell, Bash, or whatever, as well as this, are all tested across these three platforms and are compatible. So that's one thing. And one other pretty cool change that we are also excited in terms of working around working on is in addition to Adya. Over there, since we, right now we're focusing on deploying it via Docker and containerized environments via Docker and Docker Compose, but we'd also like to add support to deploy uh, in workload environments in cloud as well as in a Kubernetes cluster. So we're looking into adding support for that so that that becomes a one-stop shot library for you to actually deploy any kind of a workload or a containerized environment. Sounds really cool. So tell me, how did you guys even get started? How did you meet? What's the genesis? So we actually met at Trend Micro when I was an intern there and Ranjan was my a mentor. One day we were talking about uh, Icing, his an open source library that he was working on outside of work and where he put all the uh, functionality that he often used. And then we kept talking about all the functionality that, that he can add and we decided to implement that, to implement them and start uh, Padayo. And that's how we started. It's cool. 
And is it just the two of you or how many contributors have you managed to gather so far? How is the community building around that? So right now, uh, Sylvia and I are spearheading the organization. Uh, another friend of ours, Kelly, actually helped us with planning a library and uh, on and off uh, help with tasks here and there. Back in the day when it was just icing, another friend, Prashant, had also helped with a few features over there. And aside that, last but not least, one of the major contributors, I would say, is Mr. Venkat Subramanian from Agile Developer. So he's an amazing development coach. We had the opportunity to spend about a couple of hours with him, and we got a lot of insight into ways we can improve our organizational workflow and how to focus on prioritizing items. So we spent two hours with him, and then we spent about more than 12 hours discussing and expanding on all the ideas given. So I think that has also helped evolve our organization quite a bit. So, But as far as any open contributors, we haven't had any yet, but we would. We're actually presenting it in conferences and getting a bit of traction right now. Now hoping to get more uh, enthusiasts. Over the, top, over the time. That sounds like a really good plug for announcing the talks that you're going to give at conferences so that people can go and meet you. Yep, true that. No, no plugs? Okay, no problem. No. <laughs> so do you have a good idea of how many people are using it right now? of your audience do you track as that of kind right of now uh, uh we are not going to talk it right now but uh as of right now it's just us who are using it but as ranger mentioned before we have presented them at a few conferences and we start and we start receiving uh, interest from some people and although our primary goal is to cater to our own requirements we also want other people to to benefit from them so if, if, if people listening here are interested uh, you can just uh, I assume that you're going to put a link uh, somewhere. Yep, let's put a link in. Okay, so let's go back to the plugin then. Do you want to plug any conferences where you will be speaking when we can learn more about your um, libraries? Absolutely. So uh, we had previously spoken at Con42 Java as well as uh, Java Land. And we also spoke, I also spoke at Con42 Python. And these were highlighting our open source libraries as well as some of the best practices for which we have uh, repositories containing the information in the same organization. And we'll also be speaking at PyCon to come. We would also be looking forward to speak at more Con42 events. <laughs> Good answer, the right answer. Okay, awesome. And for everybody who you know, might be interested in joining your effort, what's the best way to get involved? Is it just find you on GitHub and communicate through issues or do you have any forums or stuff like that? So in uh, GitHub, uh, the best way to reach out with respect to any of the open source stuff is through GitHub. We would be providing the link to our organization. Any, anything through our repository or any issues or any features that you would like, feel free to open up an issue. And there is no restriction on who can contribute or who can reach out. As Chef Gusto and Ratatouille would say, anyone can cook. So we say anyone can <laughs> contribute here. So more than welcome. And uh, we'd also be linking our uh, LinkedIn profiles over here with this podcast. So anyone who would like to reach out to us in, on another note, we'd very much appreciate your feedback or comments. And extra points for Ratatouille reference. 10 points for Gryffindor. Let's touch quickly on the, your experience of running an open source project because you know it can range very wildly uh, from spectacular successes to uh, being harassed online by Linus Starwolds. What has it been so far for you? So right now, since we just got started, uh, 
we're slowly building traction. We're also getting more friends on board and they're starting to show interest. And we're planning to give more talks in other companies as well regarding the utility. So technically, we haven't reached a stage where there is a lot more friction because it's primarily us and a couple of other folks. We've been able to gel pretty well so far. But yeah, like you said, I think as the community grows, we are anticipating more friction. And I think with that, we would end up creating much better, much more like challenging things that would serve a much more common goal. Okay. And to help you with that, let's pick people's interest and give us a sneak peek of what's to come. What's next? What are you planning, you know, in the mid to short term? Sure. So as of now, uh, we are actually planning on uh, adding some libraries. Like we are planning to actually present one of our tools in PyCon as well. And that's to do with the command line visualization of logs or any text files. So that's not a tool that's readily, like there aren't many tools that readily do that. So that is something that I have found to be immensely useful, especially when triaging customer issues. So that is one of the projects we're working on. It's called PySummarize. It's written in Python. And it makes use of the term graph library, which displays a bar graph output in terminals. And that's one project. And the other project is uh, with respect to JRDIA, where we are actually planning to expand it uh, to not only support deployment of containerized environments via Docker and Docker Compose, but also deploy workload environments in different cloud infrastructures like AWS, GCP, and Azure. So we are actually hoping for it to become a one-stop shot library to cater to deploying any kind of workload environments. That sounds like a bright future ahead of you. <laughs> All right. So please tell me if you, you know, I think pretty much all of us have these days when they feel like, oh, I should just start an open source project doing this. Um, from your experience, what would you recommend for getting started? Is there you know, a lot of planning that you would recommend doing beforehand or just kind of jumping into that and seeing what happens and not worrying too much about people judging your early code? What's your recommendation? So I, I think at least based on our experience, uh, one thing that we have realized is uh, we need to spend quite a bit of time on even researching the utility of such a purpose and whether there are existing solutions. So that itself takes quite a bit of time because we don't want to sit and reinvent the wheel. It becomes very hard to convince other people and also come up with a better solution, especially when tens or hundreds of people have already worked on another solution for that uh, reason. So if as long as our efforts are being used for filling in gaps or a completely different purpose that hasn't been taken care of so far, I think that's a great start for creating an open source library. Else, an amazing start would be to start with contributing to existing open source libraries. That would be so cool. Like one example was like uh, I started contributing to Matplotlib and a bit to F prime the NASA repository. And then when they got the rover out in Mars, we got a small badge in GitHub saying that the code you contributed was used for this. Like it, it may have been a very small line of change, line of code change, but that is actually pretty inspirational, right? Like, like some code that we were able to contribute is being deployed for such a grand mission. So I guess starting to contribute to existing repositories will actually give a feel on what the processes are and how a community works in terms of open source projects. And I think once we start to identify gaps, that's when we 
start to ask the question as to whether it's worth an open source project or whether it's worth updating or upgrading an existing project. I also want to add uh, that if you want to create your your own open source project, you have to sit down and just not dive in and just not dive right into it because you have to uh, decide what to uh, what the requirements for for each library is going to be like, and you need to make sure that uh, that, that those requirements will will also help other people as well, and not just uh, only for you. Correct, and and in that case, you also need to make sure that like uh, that the code that you're writing is also it follows a certain standard, so not only you can contribute to it, but also other people as well. Yeah, I think the utility test kind of comes in later, um, and it's good to have that in mind firsthand. All right, so I think that's a really nice place to kind of start wrapping up. So, last question for you today is: um, If you were to pick like your favorite piece of open source software that you didn't write yourself, <laughs> caveat, um, what would be each of you um, your uh, favorite uh, number one? Yeah, so one is Linux. Uh, definitely. And uh, yes, I agree with the fact that it's definitely not beginner friendly and it can get a bit toxic in terms of discussions because um, people are pretty strict about how things are to be done. But I've quite learned quite a bit, especially since it's used in mission critical systems. The sheer amount of discussions and thoughts that go into even a small change, it amazes me, like aspects that I haven't even thought of. So just going through them, I've learned quite a bit. So that is one thing. And the other open source project that I really have uh, appreciated or liked is the uh, Lucene, Apache Lucene, based on which uh, Elasticsearch was also made. So that that was actually a pretty, um, I would I would even call it a revolutionary design. Like at the end of the day, you're doing something like a NoSQL database and you're storing it as documents and uh, searching. And that was basically the foundation for a lot more such tools to come out like Elasticsearch and then Splunk and all of that. So that was also a huge part of things that I've learned so far. So those are the two repositories I can talk about. All right. And what about you, Sylvia? First one is Linux. I mean, it's a huge repository, but it actually teaches you about uh, operating systems and you can learn about like how it works, how does a process, uh, how does a process handle any of the tasks. And then the other open source project that I want to, that I actually like is just is a secure coding dojo, which mm-hmm. teaches you how to program in a way that will prevent vulnerabilities in your code. So I think that is very important for people to learn that too, when they start programming in any language. All right. So you both have your two choices and sounds like they're all very attractive. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming. For everybody who wants to go now and check out the repo, it's on GitHub, github.com slash padayal. That's spelled P-A-D-A-I-Y a-L, Padayal. Thank you and see you next time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Miko.